You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back with another episode of Locked On Pack 12. Obviously, this is the place of Conference of Champions. We're giving you all you need to know. I am your host, Cindy Robinson, and I am joined by Brian Brown from Locked On Utes. Brian, how's it going? It's a great way to start off a week. We had Pack 12 football last weekend. We are in the Conference of No Truck Stops, the Conference of Champions. And I'm hanging out here with my girl, Cindy Robinson. It is awesome to be here. That's what I'm talking about. So, you guys, we're here five days a week, free on all uh, podcast platforms, talking about your favorite conference, the Pac-12. But if you're a college football fan, we've got you covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Check out some of the other Power 5 conference shows. Search Locked On ACC, Big 10, Big 12, SEC, and, of course, Pac-12 on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Today, you know, it's a special day because we're actually going to talk some football, some actual action that happened over the weekend. On top of that, we are going to finish out these superlatives. We did the Pac-12 North um, in the previous episode, so we're going to do the Pac-12 South this episode. So it's a lot going on, but we definitely have to kick it off with the talk about actual football that happened this weekend, and that is UCLA versus Hawaii in week Zero. I had to ask Brian, like, am I tripping? Was there supposed to be football this week? What happened? But we're not complaining over here. We're super happy. It's back. It's you. It's no more saying, oh, we're excited about it coming. Oh, da, 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 the countdown is on. It is here. And it's perfect timing, too, because the NFL has a small little break before they really get going. So we don't have NFL just quite yet, but we have college football. And I know this upcoming weekend is going to be crazy. But we have to discuss UCLA versus Hawaii and how UCLA looked. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I haven't seen the um, the game. I was spending my weekend at a baby shower and with friends and family. So I'm going to kind of turn the reins over to Brian on this one, at least to be our resident analyst about what happened and what he saw from UCLA. But I will be providing all the questions, narrating this uh, or moderating this this talk so brian gotta start off with the i think the question that you would probably be the most happy to answer and that is what did our man dtr look like out on the field and for those of you that are not ucla fans that is quarterback dorian thompson robinson we had to break that up into two parts because my man had two different kinds of games if we're going dr jekyll mr hyde first half was definitely mr hyde and it was bad he was inconsistent he was inaccurate he was all over the place in the throw game it didn't really matter though because ucla was practically scoring a touchdown every time they took a handoff Uh, by the end of the first half you could see he started to settle in a little bit Finished the game 10 and 12, not the worst, or uh, 10 to 20, which not the worst for 130 yards, uh, 
but came out in the second half and was absolutely laser-focused, zoomed in. And some of this is probably just the adjustment to playing a game after being out for a little while, not participating in practice, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the fact that he was able to make that adjustment at halftime and come out and really be spot-on, accurate, I believe he was – uh, I think it was eight for eight. I know for sure he was four for four to start uh, the second half on the opening drive. To be that kind of accurate, it bodes well going into this weekend's showdown against the Tigers. Ooh, LSU. That is an opponent that they cannot play around with. Hawaii is one thing, but LSU, granted, you know, they've been a little rocky in the last year or two, but, or was it last year? I'm trying to remember. I think it was year. Year yeah, two that. years ago, they were all right. They yeah, did that two. whole winning a national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team, I was like, so. two years ago, it was a national champion. But last year, you know, it was a little rocky. Granted, it was a rocky year for the world. So, you're just not yeah. going to count that. LSU is still a very good opponent, um, a team that UCLA is going to have to come with it from start to finish. Now, that was probably the most negative thing about the game because, according to Brian, everything else was positive from the run game to the defense. Brian, what was so impressive about the run game? Well, I think the the stat that really just jumps off the page for you is Zach Charbonnet, six carries for 106 yards and three touchdowns. Literally every other handoff was a touchdown for the transfer from Michigan. He averaged 17 yards a game. Yes, that's right, Cindy. I see your O face like, oh, my gosh, 17 yards per carry, I should say, not per game. Uh, but he was electric. The offensive line was opening massive holes. Uh, Britton Brown chip, chipped in with 13 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. It was an absolute rush fest. And and really, the game was over in the first quarter. It was 24-3 to UCLA. They tacked on one more touchdown in the second. By the time DTR let him down the field in the opening drive, I think everybody had given up. Uh, really, I mean, the fans were probably going crazy Await. Oh, there really weren't any fans there. So that's the, the only real negative to this one for UCLA. It was basically an inter-squad scrimmage. And the Bruins came out on top, no injuries. And they look like that rushing game is prime to take on the LSU Tigers. I mean, no fans. It, it, it probably hurts a little bit. But it's still a situation where COVID is lingering. And it might be for the best because, yeah. I don't, I don't really want to see those issues. <laughs> COVID lingering, summer lingering, beach parties lingering. You know, I, I don't know that you can really fault. I, I don't believe schools even started at UCLA yet, so, so that's going to impact some of it. You know, if, if students aren't on campus, um, if, if it has started, maybe they just aren't ready to go to a game yet. Who knows? You know, maybe people are still moving in and out and whatnot. Well, for um, those people who don't know, like UCLA's football uh, stadium is not on campus. They have to drive a good amount away. Um, the football stadium is in Pasadena. It's the Rose Bowl, and UCLA is in Westwood. So there, it's it's a little different for them because it's not like just walking over, you know, to the stadium and catching a game. It's a matter of setting up rides, you know, making sure that you have that transportation to get there. And so um, usually those first few games, yeah, it's a little rocky. But when they do get into school and actually start going to classes and stuff, that makes a difference. Granted, I don't know what that's going to look like for them if they're going back to classes, whatever the case may be, who knows. Um, but, yeah, it's good to hear that, okay, 
UCLA is looking like a new team, kind of, from what we've seen in last year. Uh, definitely seeing, you know, some differences. So, coming up next, we are going to dive into those superlatives and, you know, just kick things off there so that we can round that out. And we are definitely going to come back to these superlatives by the end of the season, maybe even mid-season and then end of season, just to see how we're lining up with those that we, uh, that we chose. But... At this point in time, I need to let you guys in on my best kept secret, and that is sweat block. Um, as someone who kind of struggles with excessive sweating at times, the worst thing you can do is sweating through your shirt or your clothes and just making a stain or even being out with that big, you know, spot of just wetness under your arms. It's not a pretty look. So you definitely want to check out sweat block. One of my favorite products is a sweat block antiperspirant wipes. It's really effective. Um, it's, sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. So you simply apply it at night before bed before bedtime. Go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweating. It's guaranteed. Now, Sweatbuck has a slew of products from deodorant, um, some other wash that you can use. It's a lot of stuff, but I definitely recommend trying it out. Uh, if you're someone who struggles with sweating, even when you use regular deodorant or if your deodorant's just not strong enough for you. Um, I know it sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. So no more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code Locked on or at Amazon and CBS. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Brian. We're back with um, the superlatives, and we had so much fun doing them for the Pac-12 North. We definitely had to finish it out with doing it for the Pac-12 South. We could not leave them out. And it's so fitting because we were just talking about UCLA, and they are the first ones on our list as most improved. And I think it's very fitting because we're already seeing so much improvement from them in their first game from previous season and in DTR's uh case from the first half of the game to the second half of the game so tell us why you think ucla will be most improved by the end of this season it, it all goes back to the the trenches the offensive line looked really really good they were opening some massive holes and yeah that uh hawaii must have gotten lost their defense on the baggage claim you know coming into lax but it still didn't matter because UCLA just looked like they were there to execute the game plan and run the football. And that bodes well for the Bruins. If they can control the rock, if they can move the ball down the field, especially using the run game, uh, that means that that defense, which is still a little patched together, um, has more opportunity to be successful in a limited amount of plays, 
less opportunity to give up big plays if they're allowing a lot of plays. So uh, that's one thing that I think really makes them look like they they could be more improved. Uh, I thought Ale Cajo looked really good. Transfer linebacker from Alabama. Showed up, showed out, blocked a punt. You know, they are looking much more like a traditional Chip Kelly team that executes well and runs the football. And that's what we like to see here in the Pac-12. And that's facts. Even though it's UCLA, you know, there's a little bitterness there. But at the end of the day, it's a representation of the Pac-12. The better they do, the better the conference is, right? So... Moving on to most likely not to care about this season. And this one was a little tricky because we kind of feel like the Pac-12 South is more competitive than the Pac-12 North um, in some ways. I think because there's a lot more teams that are on the same level or closer to being on the same level where the Pac-12 North has um, like either far extreme of, you know, really good talent there or the extreme of eh, not doing so well. Pac-12 South, I think we'll have we'll see more battles than the Pac-12 North, and so we, you know, it may not be the best choice for this, but it was like the best choice out of the options for the North, and so we went with Colorado Buffaloes, and that's kind of because this season for them is going to be kind of like some reworking. You do have players like Nate Lamon who is for sure looking to end out his career winning, obviously, but the case in point with Colorado is that they're just not up to par with the rest of the Pac-12 South. Yeah, it's it's a team that's in a lot of transition, lost who they the who they believe to be the starter in uh oh, I forget who it is now. Uh, cuz it's a Monday and brains don't work on Mondays, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, having to go with a backup, that's that's where they're really kind of in a in a tough spot. And to, for the most part, this is a team that's been pieced together uh, because they are um, so prevalent in the transfer portal that I don't know that they really know entirely what they have. You mentioned Nate Landman. Uh, he's going to be an anchor there on the defensive side of the football. But what else can they bring to the t- uh, the table with that group? That's really going to be the question. Uh, Jarek Broussard obviously is, is a guy that I think – we can expect some good things from, but are, is Brendan Rice, son of Jerry Rice, going to be a guy who really emerges on the outside? We don't know. Uh, there's a lot to think about with this roster in terms of uh, who can be an emerging guy. You know, uh, LaVisca Chenault had a really strong preseason. His little brother, Levante, on the roster there. Will Levante show out? There's a lot of those kinds of questions. You know, they have a slew of tight ends on this roster which one of those tight ends can really emerge? You know, uh, Caleb Faria, son of um, an NFL tight end, uh, he's going to be a true freshman there. It, will he see some playing time? He was a big, lauded recruit. So there's just a lot of question marks with this squad. And I think losing JT Shrout, who was projected to be the starter, and, and having to go with Brendan Lewis, who's more of an athlete uh, at quarterback, probably shifts things a little bit in how they were planning to attack the season. Um, so they've got a lot of questions to answer. And, and, you know, if those answers are wrong, then you're probably not going to want to worry about this one, right? Right. A hundred percent right. All right, coming up next, we will finish out with three more superlatives. That word be kicking my butt sometimes. I'm sorry, but like he said, it's a Monday. You know, the Monday brings the blues at time. 
If you are struggling with Monday Blues, maybe you need a little pick-me-up with the protein bar. Built Bar is the perfect one for you. You know why? Because it comes in nine delicious flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're passionate about their faves. Brian over here loves him some Cherry Barcia. He always talks about it. Always talks about it. Me... I still haven't tried it, so do not judge me. But they have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, and raspberry. And for the chocolate lovers, it goes from mint brownie to peanut butter brownie to double chocolate and salted caramel. So they're literally something for everyone. And if you're someone who likes to get adventurous, there's a box for you. It's called a mix box, and it gets two of each of the nine flavors, so you can try them all. On top of Bill, uh, Bill Bar being so tasty, it's super healthy, too. There's 17 to 18 grams of protein. Um, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. So you really have no complaints there. It's nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. This sounds intriguing to you? Well, go ahead and head to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's right. It gets even better. You get 15% off your first order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, if you're into betting, betonline.ag is the place for you. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo equals make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Use promo code Locked On to unlock some other perks and goodies. Remember, BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Now, I bet you can't bet which one. Well, I bet you can't guess. Sorry, not I bet you can't bet. I bet you can't guess who we have for this next one. Or maybe you can. Most likely to seek revenge. I know it sounds crazy, but it's so fitting for this team because that is like the storyline they're running with. They were talking about it at Pac-12 Media Day. Redemption is on their brain. And honestly, that's probably the only thing that will keep them in the mix of all the other teams this season, and that is Arizona. They are right now ranked at the very bottom of the Pac-12, expected not to even win a game. So what does that mean for them? They're the underdogs. The Wildcats are the underdogs, and they're ready to prove everyone wrong. So this title was the most fitting for them. Any thoughts, Brian? It, it is fitting, and they're going to have to play like they are out for revenge because that's the only way that they're really going to get the upper hand against a lot of these teams. Finally picked a starting quarterback in Gunnar Cruz. They're starting the season off in a rough way with BYU, who is a tough physical opponent. 
BYU also replacing a pretty decent starter at quarterback, I guess. Some dude named Wilson that's playing for some team in New York. Jets or jerks. I don't even know what it is. But, no, uh, Arizona just has a lot of work ahead of them. You know, they've got some returners. Gunnar Cruz obviously going to be the starter there at quarterback. Uh, Michael Wiley has won the the uh, running back position. And they'll have Stanley Berryhill returning at the wide receiver spot. But that's kind of it. There are a lot of new guys at the tight end position and on the offensive line. Not a lot of returners there on the uh, defensive side of the football. And so they're going to need some help from guys like Anthony Pandy, who have been there for a little bit, um, to try and be stout on defense. But I just don't know if they'll have enough there to do it. Uh, Just like uh, most villains who go on a revenge tour, this one looks like it's going to end up with them in jail, a.k.a the bottom of the Pac-12 South. Well, Anthony Penny was definitely one of those players at Pac-12 Media Day sharing how much he's looking to get revenge on the Pac-12 this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how well Arizona is able to come out of, you know, the South, but that is where they stand with us right now. Now, most likely to upset, we had to give it to Brian's Utah Utes. It just was only fitting because... Utah is that one team in the Pac-12 South that is good enough to beat some of those top teams, such as USC and ASU. Um, They're in the caliber of those teams spoken highly of in the rankings and expected to, you know, really make some noise, even though they seem to be the quiet, you know, coming up team that no one expects, per se. (laughs) But Brian, tell us why you're locked, well, you're locked on Utah, you're Utah Utes. (laughs) My Utes are locked on. There's no doubt about it. Exactly. Tell us why your Utah Utes are the team to look out for. It's pretty simple. They're returning a ton of players, a ton of starters from last year's squad. They returned a lot of experienced guys who could have declared for the NFL, chose the game, come back for one more year. And they've locked down a starting quarterback in Charlie Brewer, who was a four-year starter at Baylor. Uh, I don't know how many times I've mentioned the fact that he's thrown for over 9,500 yards in his career, but it's a lot. In fact, if BetOnline could put odds on that, I probably would have won a lot of money. Um, But beside that, it is a Kyle Whittingham coach team to the core. They're going to be great on defense. They have a strong running game. They haven't even been able to declare a starter at the running back position because they feel they have that many talented backs. Uh, With that kind of experience returning, there's a lot of shades of 2019 with Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss, where that team took Utah to the Pac-12 championship game but inevitably fell to the Oregon Ducks. We'll see if Utah has it in them to be the upset specialist this year. They have a tough order ahead of them, as we've talked about already. There's a lot of good teams in the Pac-12 South. Yes, and now that brings us to the one and only title that truly matters, and that is MVP. Now, who will be MVP of the South? It comes down to these two teams we've been discussing offseason, and the two teams that we've been saying will probably battle it out for the South. And those two teams are the USC Trojans. And the ASU Sun Devils. Can I get a drum roll, please, on who we're going to pick? That was a terrible drum roll. I'm sorry. But... I, feel like, I feel like a proper drum roll would have gone like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that is because we are choosing the USC Trojans. 
It's only right. It's only right. ASU is definitely one of those teams that we expect to make some noise in the Pac-12 South, make some noise in the Pac-12, period. Um, but we will say there's a little uneasy stuff going on there. I don't care what they say, how undistracted they are and all that good stuff. They have some issues that they have to deal with. And I just don't know if they're fully capable and ready to beat the USC Trojans. So right now the MVP goes to the Trojans, but the Sun Devils are on the Trojans' heels, and we will not let that go unnoticed. Um, I'm ready to see how well we did with these superlatives and how these teams actually do throughout the season. We are back in full effect now. Um, like we said, five days a week. You can catch us here on Locked On Pack 12. Uh, we'll actually have more guests this uh, upcoming season because we have more Pac-12, yeah, more Pac-12 hosts for Locked On now, and I'm really excited. We'll be talking to some ASU hosts, some USC hosts, obviously our nor our our regulars in Brian Brown and Michael Luke will be joining us, but we we definitely have some different hosts to bring some different perspectives about you know the other teams in the Pac-12 and just everything they expect, Brian. We got the keys to the Locked on Pac-12 Twitter account, finally. It is going up. For now, it's going to be me or Brian behind the Twitter handle because we just don't want it to get out of hand. You know, we don't want it to get crazy. <laughs> we want to have some control over this situation. And Brian and I are pretty eye-to-eye -eye on how we, you know, see things and tweet and stuff. So I trust him. He trusts me. We in this thing. But definitely... Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12 because we are in there. Uh, also, if you're into betting, check out the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And, you know, I've already promised our Locked on Pac-12 podcast listeners that we will have a little betting segment with Michael Luke. So he will be our resident bet expert. And, you know, I may have him drop his uh, betting expertise on the Twitter as well, just so we're making sure to provide you with everything we can about the Pac-12. Other than that, make sure you follow the Locked on Pac-12 and Locked on Youth podcast on the Odyssey app. And then follow us on Twitter at underscore Cindy Robinson, at Brown Bear SLC, and of course, at LO underscore Pac-12. And yeah, football's here, guys. It's here. We rolling. We are rolling for sure. So make sure you stay locked on the Pac-12 on the Locked On Network.